The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. Sweet 16, Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast edition. Bear, I lost my voice the first day. <laughs> I slowly got I it back. I lost more than my voice. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was it was it was an interesting time. I'm just glad. I uh, here's the deal: when you you gotta avoid the upsets if you got the favorites right, and you gotta hang around if you got the dogs. I was just glad I didn't have San Francisco or Kentucky. <laughs> um, Thanks, Steve. Appreciate. It. I love you too. <laughs> you such a good. I guy. was able to. What now? What I'm saying is, I was able to root for them. I was able to root for that and, and take in what it was. Um, I think I jumped in on an Iowa live at some point, lost that. Um, but there's a sense of, I don't know if it's selfishness, but after you get through Thursday and Friday, like I wanted to get noon, let's go. Like noon, let's start, let's start going. And then I'm sitting there, I'm like, if, if North Carolina didn't go to overtime, like we would have had over an hour yep. in between. And I'm like this, I want it all. I want multiple TVs. Like give me all the action. But um, yeah, so, so I lost so the, my way, the way they uh, staggered those starts with only one game that to get it into, into the primetime windows and multiple get like, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, we both work in television, so we know the, yeah. the, the, the purpose, but at the same time, yeah, to have, the days started and then what, what you, what used in Illinois was the standalone, I think on Sunday, but yeah, but I had San Francisco yeah. uh, on, and that was, I mean, what, what, what can you do? You just didn't hit any shots early. And then yes, I, I, I invested quite a bit during on Kentucky money line during that game. Oh. So despite having a really good week, ATS, it, uh, did not end up well for you, for you, for your boy here. So he's got a, he's got a little hole. He's got to dig out of now. Yeah, but, but we've hey. done that the last couple of days. We I was going to say it's we're, March. We're, we're it happens. Getting close. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You're not going to get everything you lost on Kentucky money line back <laughs> in, in, in a day or two. You just got to be patient. Look for the opportunities and and, uh, and and slowly but surely get back up. Yeah, it. Um, I'm pretty sure I said Villanova for national championship on this pod or at, in a bracket, and then. I ended up having an Ohio State money line against Villanova. <laughs> <laughs> so um, things change. Uh, sorry if you don't believe in the change to the listeners, but we will uh, we will get to the games. Let's um, let's get let's start with Thursday, um, which I think blows away Friday as far as game possibilities. Come on now, McCain's playing on Friday. I got you. I got I'm, you. I'm, I'm, that, I'm kidding. Not that that Thursday game. is Thursday is freaking awesome. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that Canes game because I have a theory on that one. Um, 709 in San Francisco, Arkansas versus Gonzaga. Gonzaga minus nine, over under 155. Uh, I'll say this. I feel like you're going to see a different Arkansas team. And what I mean is I don't think anyone hates being the favorite more than Musselman. Like you could just see it in his the angst in his face 
during the Vermont game and especially during a New Mexico State game. Oh, yeah. Like, just like, no, God, we, we got to play these guys. Us. Yes. Don't let it be us. Don't let it be us. And then to see that release after the game where he knows he's going to the Sweet 16, he got the job. I think you're going to see a totally different team uh, in Arkansas. And I thought he did an awesome job of, of talking about how long he's been coaching and scenarios that he's faced and what he was going to do with Teddy Allen and comparing it to, you know, defending Kobe Bryant back in the day. I, I look at Arkansas being able to hang around because they have the multiple bigs that you need against Gonzaga. And what I mean by that bear is like, not, not, not to defend, to make those, to make Timmy play and Chet play defense on the other end. That, that matters, man. Um, I saw Houston did a great job against Coburn, just exhausting him, putting different guys on him and making him post up against different guys nonstop. And then it ended up working in the end. Um, but with Arkansas, I love the versatility they have. You, you figure Notes due for a bigger game, uh, knowing the scoring potential he has. Um, Jalen's been getting better, I thought, every game. And what he brings to the table, just from an activity uh, standpoint, I love. So I just don't think Arkansas can make enough threes uh, with, with Gonzaga. And... I see the the what numbers one fifty five. I see the nine. If I, I I would take Arkansas plus the points. They do lead the country in field free throws made and free throw attempts. Um, but I just scoring wise, you saw what Gonzaga did coming back from Memphis. I think Memphis had a good blueprint for how mm-hmm. to take down Gonzaga. But I, I, I lean towards taking the points here. I, I I have to say, my favorite thing maybe of the weekend was Nebhard playing 40 minutes and going four for four from the line in the final minute. Like that stuff, like you want to depend on your point guard. That's a, that, that, that right there. Give me 40 minutes and make all your free throws in the last minute. I'll take that guy any second. So I want to make sure I give Nebhard a shout out. Cause that was as impressive a thing as I saw in, in maybe the best game of the weekend. Yeah. And he hit that big three late too, with mm-hmm. the, with the home grid moving screen that wasn't called that, no, I'm not bitter or anything. I mean, of course, it's perfectly logical that 12 minutes into a into a half, it's the fouls are going to be eight nothing, right? I mean, you get, it's just terp- especially with all those big guys that Memphis has. You're you're not going to foul, mm. but you know that that was that was tough because you're you're right. I had Memphis in the game and they wound up covering. I had a money line yeah. too, but um, uh, that they were right there. They just didn't make uh, enough plays late, and yeah, some of the calls went against them. And it happens, but hey, look, you you were up, you're up double digits, yeah, and you you could you couldn't finish. So, credit to Gonzaga for coming back. Yeah, I don't love this game uh, okay. at all. We've seen recently these number one seeds that play close second round games have struggled in, in, in the Sweet Sixteen. I, I don't know if it uh, the energy and the exertion that uh, Gonzaga had to come out with in, in that comeback and the emotion that Timmy and I mean, I. I I've kind of wondered about Timmy and he came up kind of small last year in the, uh, the championship game and got beat up. He was awesome in the second half. Yeah, he was great. So you, you like you give them you want to give them hard a shout. I want to give Timmy a shout too. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I was kind of on the fence about him and, but he, he was fantastic in the second half. I don't love this game okay. to stay away from me. If I had to play it, I probably would be uh, align myself with you and take Arkansas plus the points. Very well. Moving down. Uh, the following game that night, Texas Tech Duke. I'll just say this: uh, I've done a bunch of of hits uh, uh, around the place this week, 
And this game reminds me of 2009 Duke when they played Villanova and Villanova finally broke through, beat Duke very handily. And then Scotty Reynolds made the layup to go to the final four. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just think Texas, I just, I remember that just Duke getting almost manhandled uh, and just the ball taken away from them. I, I feel like Texas Tech has that capability here defensively and that experience and that wherewithal and that toughness, I think is a bad matchup for Duke's youth. Um, they're as talented as anybody. I still don't think Williams gets enough credit for how good and valuable he is. Um, his stock's got to be rising. And uh, I just, I, I, Roach has been better, but I still think you need, you got to count on multiple guys to be able to handle the ball against Texas Tech. And that's where I thought you saw Notre Dame do a good job of just creating that space for dribble drives. And Duke has the guys, they're just not dependable to me. Um, so I, I like Texas Tech in this matchup. Yeah, I've gone back and forth on this. I mean, before the uh, the tournament started, I had Texas Tech in the Final Four, and I have a nice ticket on Texas Tech to win the region. Uh, I I keep wondering, though, we, we always point to Duke's best is better than any team in this in this side of the draw. Uh, what we saw from you think Duke, so. In, in, yeah, what, what, we, what we saw from Duke in the final seven minutes, of the, five minutes of that, six minutes of that game, we was fantastic. Very that, impressive. That's the question. Can you play 40 minutes like that? And I was kind of surprised Texas Tech opened up as a favorite in this game. I thought Duke would be the favorite. And the fact that uh, the odds makers open Texas Tech as the favorite in this game made me feel pretty good um, because, A, they're not falling victim to the, uh, the, the, the recency bias. And, B, this is probably going to be one of those games where – the line flips. I'd be surprised if Duke did not cover. I'd be surprised if Duke did not close this game as a favorite. And I like being on the opposite side of the move uh, across zero, especially in this round. I think. I think in this round, uh, and, I, and I was talking to a friend yesterday about this, and he brought this up. And he he said this is kind of. And I'm going to use the, the the exact words that he uh, that he used because I don't want to. I don't want to screw it up. But he had made a. He made a really, really good point in, in this game. Uh, where is where's, where's my bear? Here we go. This is the week that the undisciplined sharps lose, based on what I've seen over the last couple of years. So, yeah, people like looking for oh, Duke's. I, this this fits kind of the mold, I think. Um, in, in this round, I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but. Being that I have a, a Texas Tech ticket already, mm-hmm. maybe I will just play Duke. Uh, is a little bit of hedge against that. I mean, it's certainly no guarantee if Tech wins this game that they beat uh, Gonzaga. Mm-mm. But uh, th- this is this is a this is a tough game. But as a Texas Tech backer, I would feel pretty good that they missed layup after layup after layup and mm-hmm. shot after shot after shot, and still won that game. I don't think they're going to p- play that poorly. No, offensively, two games in a row. By the way, how tight were those freaking rims? And then now you know why San Diego State scores 50 a game out there. <laughs> Did you know? Good grief. But yeah, this would be, if I didn't have a Texas Tech ticket, I would play Texas Tech in this game. Got uh, it. Because I already do. I'm, it, it's going to be a pass for me. Uh, the one thing I wanted to say, going back to Gonzaga and Arkansas, I thought it was interesting. Both teams did not cover either game they played last week. So no. something's got to give in that matchup. Okay, um, so, so before the tournament, I had Texas Tech coming out of here and getting to the Final Four. 
what you've seen so far in the tournament is anything you would you like to change your final four pick from this region? No, I had, I had tech. I had tech also. So okay. I, 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 it, it's gone the way I thought. I didn't think Duke was going to get her. Uh, I really thought Michigan State was going to do it. I think I had UConn beating Arkansas, um, but I have the Zags and, and Tech playing in the Elite Eight. So um, I, I, I thought this was a good draw for Texas Tech, uh, knowing the makeup of them. So I'm good with that. Um, I'd, probably change, I'd probably change to Gonzaga. Really? Okay. I think, I think the fact that they got, like, I, I say, like if they like if they get past Memphis, I think they're in a good, good position. So I, I, I'm, 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 I would flip to Gonzaga, and maybe that's part of me just because I have a tech ticket and I'm being a little reverse psychology. I don't know, but we'll see. Before we move on, there are a couple things I want to mention. First, if you want more NCAA tournament talk, check out Bald Men on Campus with Jay Billis, Lafonso Ellis, and Seth Greenberg. Their first weekend recap podcast is up now, and their Sweet 16 Elite Eight preview podcast will be in your feeds bright and early tomorrow morning. Follow Bald Men on Campus whenever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget, watch NBA Today, 3 Eastern, noon Pacific, on ESPN and the ESPN app. You can also listen to the show as a podcast. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Over on the other side, the South, the first game over there is 729 TBS Thursday night, Michigan, Villanova. Villanova minus 5, 135. Fascinating matchup. Both these games in these region, yeah. this region are going to be awesome. High-level stuff. Michigan really brought it against Tennessee. I thought they were phenomenal in getting out to the start that they did. And you just saw how that – when you see the ball go in the basket, it makes you how get, get a little more hop in your step down the other side, you know, down the other end. Uh, I think Tennessee ended up going 2 of 18 from 3, and yeah, I think that's the difference. So cold in the final nine minutes of the game. They were, they, were in, they were in total control of the game. Yep. And they just couldn't make a shot late. And and it's funny that was that was part of the uh, part of the mo going into the tournament. Uh, a, a Twitter follower of mine basically said Tennessee is either going to the, going to the Final Four or getting bounced on in, in the in the first weekend. And they got bounced in the first weekend again. And at some point, the narrative about Rick Barnes. I mean, there's something to it. I, I yeah, their players missed shots, but at some point, as a coach. Don't you need to either a kind of call timeout, do something differently, calm them down, draw better looks, just do something to kind of break up the bad momentum, the bad karma, the bad 
energy plays that are that, that, that are happening to try and just relax and change your team's mindset. So yeah, that was disappointing for me as a, uh, as someone who had a couple of really nice prices on Tennessee, but not totally surprising. We've seen mm-hmm. these three seeds struggle mightily and lose to 11 seeds in the second round quite a bit. As, as I had tweeted out, it happened again uh, the, the next day with, with Iowa state and Wisconsin. It almost happened with uh, Texas tech and Notre Dame. So uh, yeah, but this is a, this is a fascinating game for me. Uh, I think Villanova is the better team, and I, and I list the number of ball handlers and perimeter players they have. Will Dickinson give them a problem? Yes, possibly. Uh, I, I think the uh, the injuries that Michigan may have that that'll be that'll be a key. Um, I hate betting against Juwan Howard in Michigan in this underdog role because they played it so well. And I don't, I don't think they get enough credit for, for, for winning some of the games that they do, but Andy Glockner actually brought it up on Twitter the other day. Like how many head, how many coach current college coaches would you take ahead of Jay Wright right now? And I think the answer is zero. I'm going to, I'm going to lay the points here with Villanova and, and hope it gets into a free throw shooting contest late in that zone. And uh, there isn't a team you'd rather have at the free throw line looking to ice a game than Nova. I think both these teams are as tough as they are as there is to bet against. Uh, Jay Wright and 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 Jawan and those guys. I mean, Dickinson is is. I mean, he brought it uh, against Tennessee. So Diabody, by the way, too. What's that? So Diabody, by the way, too. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> and it's funny. I mean, look at these teams that I, the multiple bigs. I love seeing it, and you see it with a lot of these teams that are left. But I, that's why I don't really. I, I want to. I'm dying to see the matchup. I don't think I'll have it if I had to. I, I think it's that close of a game uh, where I would take Michigan plus the points. I think I, I believe you with the free throw shooting. The strain Villanova puts on you with that five out offense and just constantly cutting, driving, bounce pass to get to that matchup where they any guy could go off the dribble to the hoop is so awesome to watch. And I know it was against Georgetown, but I got a chance to go in person this year and, and watch it. And it's just, it's so methodical. And that's why I, you don't see true freshmen, you know, have crazy success there unless they're a superstar because he wants to instill that discipline in those guys. And it's just awesome to watch. So as tough as it is to go against them, I would take the points um, in this game. And the later game that night is... This is probably my most fascinating matchup of the Sweet 16. It's Arizona and Houston. Arizona is now a one and a half point favorite, 145 and a half. And I just need to talk about Houston because this team, you want to talk about finding ways of motivation like Kelvin Sampson bringing up, I think it was in his halftime interview, uh, walking off the court of how the NCAA wanted to make us the last game Friday night and play us the first game Sunday. Like you could just tell he is, he instilled oh, yeah. in his team. Like, Hey, you know what? Screw the NCAA. We're going to go out and play our best game against Illinois. And they made Illinois submit the way they play defense and how crisp I love watching them play. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, the, the unselfishness they have guys. Hey, you got an open shot. Let's get you. You're, you made a, um, you know, Shed had a couple open, boom. He made four in a row. I just, everything about him, it, it's great to watch. They play so hard, so smart. And when you miss and you're playing against them, you ain't getting the rebound. <laughs> you are not getting the rebound. And that's 
that's the matchup here is how good Houston is defensively against the precision that Arizona goes with, with that high, low offense. I thought is it, it's a really cool concept. They've beaten teams to death with it this year. And I think it's a lot of it has to do with Coloco and how much better he's gotten. And I would take Arizona Mathurin, away from that in the second half. I would take Matherin over anybody in the tournament. I just think he has that killer instinct and he's as talented as there is. You, know, you don't want, you don't want to give Kreese, uh, you know, you don't want to give him the ball to, to take those threes. I do not. I'm interested to see who plays more, Kerr or uh, Kyer, against Houston, knowing the ability to switch and how much better you have to be with the ball. I think I got to lean Houston in this matchup there. To quote, to quote a buddy of mine or a name, I'm nameless, Houston is going to chew them up and I will say crap them out. I, I, will, I will not say the other word. And, and I can't say I, I don't disagree. I you mentioned Kelvin Sampson, him against the the, the rookie head coach in, in Tommy Light. It looked like the moment was getting a little bit big for Tommy Lloyd. I think in the second half of that game, uh, some of the again some of the like the, why is Kreese taking eleven threes and he, why why did they get away from attacking down low? They had points inside whenever they wanted it, and. That was an issue, and if it wasn't for for Matherin showing the onions, they'd be gone. Yeah, um, they had trouble getting rebounds against TCU and keeping TCU off the offensive glass. What are they going to do with with Carlton and Fabian White? Uh, that's going to be a massive problem. I like Houston in this game a, a whole lot too. Am I a little worried that a lot of people are kind of saying the same things that we were and beforehand about how Houston was a of a matchup? Yeah, for for for. for um, for anyone, but games in San Antonio, I mean, I, I would think there'd be a large contingent of, of Houston fans that drive over there. I, I, I like Houston. We've seen one seeds that are this kind of short of a favorite uh, in, in the Sweet 16. More often than not, they they lose. Like I, I went back and looked. Like there've been there've been eight one seeds that were either either underdog or favored by two points or fewer in Sweet 16. Five of the eight lost outright. Wow, three three games went to overtime. So typically, the, the the fact that Arizona opened up this remember how I was surprised how how I said I was surprised about Texas Tech opening as a favorite against Duke and felt good about that. Mm-hmm. The fact that Arizona opened up at such a short favorite shows that the Vegas odds makers or whomever set in the opening line wherever they kind of get it, and the fact that they're so short. They're seeing the same things we are, and, and they realize that that Houston probably is the right side in this game. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I like Houston. And that's the last game Thursday night. You know it's going to be crazy. You just know it. Oh, sure. Well, the, the, the last game, I think, every night under the tournament's been, <laughs> been nuts. So, again, I will ask you the same question that I asked you before. Yeah. Before the tournament, you had blank getting to the Final Four. Who do you have now? I had Villanova. I could be talked into Houston. I think they were plus two forty to win the region. That's not a bad bet. I, no. I think that's. I mean, that's you're a two point dog again, or one and a half against the one seed right now. Depending on who wins, the Michigan wins. You'll be the favorite. Yeah, you'll be favorite against Michigan. You'd probably be about to pick them against Villanova. I would think. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Pick them. Yes, so yeah. at plus two forty, I mean, yeah, it's two games, but the way you're playing. And the trust that I that I have in them, I I think that's worth it. Yeah, before the tournament, I had Tennessee. 
I think I'd go Villanova now. Okay. Whatever that Elite Eight matchup is going to be is pretty oh, high it, level. It, it pretty doesn't matter who wins. Any combo of those four teams is because you either have the Cinderella team, the 11 seed in Michigan, or one versus two, or just a total brawl with, with Houston being in the game. Yeah, it should hmm. be great. Friday night, first one, 709 CBS, St. Peter's, Purdue. This game is at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. Purdue, minus 12 and a half, over under 135. You can have this game. I I just know (laughs) the last two 15 seeds to go to the Sweet 16 lost, but they covered. So you got that going for you. I just think it's a weird dynamic, and I don't know how it's going to play out. With Edie and 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 uh, Travion against St. Peter's, uh, they played great against Kentucky. They played even better against Murray. I thought they got a great whistle in the first half against Murray, and I don't know how it's going to play out here against Purdue. If I had to take a game, I would take the points. I don't love it, so you can have at it. Yeah, I, I hate this game too. I mean, and you know, going on TV shows this week, like this will be the this, one game oh, yeah, everybody yeah, wants Saint, to ask you about. St. Peter's continue. The I don't care. Win. No, they're not going to win the game. But, 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 I mean, it, it's just amazing the, the the fact that they're still here. And the Kentucky game was just ridiculous. No, the fact that Kentucky couldn't. And I'm sorry for going back to it. No, this is a team that's 319th in the country in turnover percentage. Mm-hmm. They're 260th in offensive efficiency. 317th and two-point field goal percentage. And Kentucky couldn't get a stop. It was amazing. So just, just to sit there and shake it was funny because I was sitting there with my wife, and uh, who is not a basketball fan. She's sitting there on her iPad doing whatever the hell she is doing. And she looks up and she's like, oh, this is kind of a big deal, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah, it, it, this, is a, this is a very big deal and more so than you probably want to know. Did you know? But yeah, I... I Look, St. Peter's is a, is, is a pain in the in, in the you know what to play too, but but I think between Ivy and, and the bigs that Purdue have, like I I, I don't know I I don't I would never suggest like teasing college basketball because it's just so ridiculous. Um, at time, like, what are you going to tease Purdue down from what twelve and a half to six and a half? Like maybe that falls it falls into that range. I don't know, but yeah, I I I would. Be very careful here. I mean, I have no strong opinion. I mean, the only thing I would suggest doing is if you have a money line parlay leg open somewhere, play Purdue on them. Purdue is not going to lose. It's a bad, bad matchup for St. Peter's in that in that sense. But the tough decision of seeing all his kids and the fact that they're there, they're they're it's awesome. It's awesome. Awesome. It really is. They'll play well. If I had to play the game. I would agree with you. I'd take St. Peter's, but it's certainly not anything that I would just be volunteering myself to go play. I think the world is going to take Purdue first half, and I would be scared to do that because of the emotion that's going to be in the building. It's in Philly. You know they're going to travel. It's going to be a lot. They make a couple threes. Like you said, it. Kentucky couldn't get a stop. Murray couldn't get a stop. No. And I I said, Murray's either going to blow this team out or they're going to lose a tight one because they're not going to be able to score. And I had Murray in a Calcutta. That's why I was really rooting mm. for him because, man, what a draw they got. Mm. And 
It yeah, was, I, had used, I had used Murray, and I'm mad at myself for it. I used Murray and my survivor that day against my own better judgment, knowing that everybody was going to have Murray and that. But yeah, I played the first two days so well in Survivor. I had, and I had Ohio State one day against uh, against Loyola. I had nice. Providence from the free, like, and then mm, I, I could have made a better pick on. Saturday. And we had to wait all day to watch it. That's what was the problem. Yeah, that's what sucked. Why watching every other option that I would have played win? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, just go right by yeah. the wayside. Yeah, exactly. oh, I, may, may, I may as well just play St. Peter's money line <laughs> right now. So yeah, that's what I would just be careful. I think that's going to be a pretty public play. Uh, moving on to this, the first game of the other side. That is going to be seven. You, you, you want to do North Carolina and UCLA first? Oh yeah. yeah. Here's the deal on that one. I'm fascinated to see what Cronin does to provide and help his team with matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a spot where I think he could show how good he is at what he does. My issue is. I don't think UCLA can make enough threes because when you play Carolina, you miss, you're not getting the ball. They've, they've, they've got 40 or more rebounds in five of their last seven games. And that's without Manic playing the last 10 minutes. UCLA is 22 and 0 when they shoot 43%. That, that, that's the game right there because Carolina is going to make threes. They're going to make a lot of them, but how can UCLA keep up. Are they going to go to the foul line? Are they going to make threes? I just think UCLA, North Carolina just has so much presence on the offensive end and, and the ability to spread it around where I think it puts a strain on UCLA's defense. And I love them. I love what UCLA has mm-hmm. done. I love the makeup of the team. I think they can obviously go to the final four with the points, with the way it is. I think Carolina is worth, worth the bet here. I, I agree with you. Um, the, the, you, the hockey is injury. I mean, you just don't know. It's so yeah, hard. Now they're saying, what is it, both ankles? Yeah, no, he's Real. had problems for all season. And yeah, and, and who and I, I saw McCrone basically say if he can walk, he'll play. Mm-hmm. But we don't know if he's going to be able to walk. I mean, it, it didn't look good. Um, the, 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 the good thing, I guess, is he gets like the best possible, the, the longest possible uh, rest period in, in recuperation period that he can get. Yeah. But is that going to be enough? I mean, who knows? So w- without, without knowing that it's hard to really back UCLA, but if you get information and you guess, right, you're going to get the best of the number because he'll probably move up a little bit. Um, if it comes out that Hawkins is, is going to play, but I, I, I'm with you. I, I think this North Carolina team, the talent that they have is ridiculous. I don't think there was a soul alive. That thought that they would cover the game in overtime against Purdue, nonetheless come back and win that game after, after the after giving the way the game away. That that, that they. I way, went on just to see it. It was they were like minus Baylor was minus two thirty, I think, in overtime. Press offense, by the way, might might have been a uh, a, l- a little bit of a uh, a focus this week at the Turtles practice. <laughs> that was just like, let's just pass the ball into the corner every time. That 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 makes the best sense. But yeah. I like. I had UCLA coming out of this bracket before the tournament started, but I think right now, based on the matchups and the like, if you get North Carolina, Purdue in the Elite Eight, like you wouldn't like North Carolina in that matchup with the bigs that they have to be able oh, to negate Indiana Williams. Like I, if I had to, if I had to repick my Final Four right now, I think I would have North Carolina coming out of here because I think uh, the way they survived the one seed. 
uh, didn't play well down the stretch. Manic coming back uh, against a team that might be shorthanded. Uh, you look at history as well. The eight, uh, the, the, the eight or nine seeds that have faced a four or five seed in the, in the Sweet 16, they're 10 and seven against them, 12 and five against the number. So it's a really good trend that you, you beat the one seed, you come back to play another highly seeded team, you play very well. And I think the, the, the clinical precision that North Carolina just destroyed Marquette in the opening round, mm-hmm. the way they played for 30 minutes before the Manic uh, ejection, like I like North Carolina here, uh, just assuming that Hawkes is not going to be 100% and UCLA will not be able to consistently knock down threes. I could be nuts, but I think I would take Manic as the best shooter left in the tournament. Every time that guy shoots, I think it's going in. Every <laughs> single time. It's amazing. And how quick he got. I mean, guys are right on him. He still gets that shot off with that quick release. So we're in agreement there uh, with Carolina on that side. And then on the other side, the first game in the Midwest is oof, Providence and Kansas. Can't Oh, down to seven and a half. I thought I saw an eight out there. Seven and a half. 141 and a half. I don't know how they do it. I just think Cooley hangs around enough. I like Providence in this game. As simple as that. Yeah, I, I don't have a, a, gr- a great feel for this game. Um, I, I think Providence is going to be a very public underdog, whether that's good or bad, right or wrong. I, I think people are going to kind of overreact to the fact that Kansas has been upset quite a bit in the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight under Bill Self. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that Creighton just – I mean, by the way, Doug McDermott, what an awesome job. Oh, he, I mean, that job. team was has been shorthanded all year long, and and to, to lose the big man against San Diego State and come back and win that game. And then they haven't shot the ball well all year long. And, and, and to shoot the ball the way they did to hang around that game and nearly win it uh, was incredible. I think people are going to – kind of overlook kind of kind of look at that and maybe think Providence is capable of doing the same thing and, and maybe they are but but I think the fact that Kansas got the again you talked about it too with Musselman being in the role of the favorite like that was like a the, the brawn three the, the brown three should have been it in that in that game for for, for Kansas great it should have been over yeah but it wasn't and then it was like oh but Kansas to their credit they didn't choke up and, and, and lock up and, and, and give the game away. They Creighton made shots and couldn't get there. But I, I think the fact that Kansas is here now and, and got that close call against a, an area type team that um, not that it's a rivalry, but it's a team in the region that mm-hmm. would love to have beaten them. I think Kansas wins the game, but I, I don't know if I'd lay seven and a half or eight points. This is a, this is a pad if you want to uh, Kansas money line with, with uh, what did I say earlier with, with Purdue money line? I, I might I might have that as a base for a couple of other tickets. Maybe throw some Miami Miami Open tennis in there and see if I can find some soccer to throw in there at a, at a nice price too. Very good. I uh, before the tournament. Oh no, we didn't finish yet. Sorry. Yeah, the big we one. We got one last game. Late Iowa State Miami. I have a theory. Mm-hmm. If you ask an average person or somebody that just watches not a lot of college basketball, let's just say, and you say name a player on either team, the response you'll get is, you know, Larinaga, he's a pretty good coach. 
<laughs> That's exactly my theory on this game. I think Miami's going to have to work a lot harder than they did for shots and in, in offense than they did against Auburn. You think so? The ma- we talked about <laughs> I love the matchup for Miami against Auburn because of the guard play. I, I think this is what's it up to now. So um, think two and a half. This yeah, game Miami two and a half, one thirty-three. As a Miami alum, like this game scares the hell out of me. Yeah, expected to win now. Like this is a, how funny is it, by the way, that 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 my alma mater is playing like my my adopted team that I've I've been in love with since the Larry Eustachiera uh, at Iowa State, the team that got screwed in the seating and had to play oh. Michigan State and. My, my, my second favorite college basketball team has to play my alma mater. It's no loose. No loose. That's all. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll figure out a way to lose. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know who Kansas is rooting for in this game because I know they don't want to see their conference foe. Hell There's no. No chance. Hell no. So it is, it's just a crazy dynamic. I mean, you got that free flow in Miami offense. And Iowa State, they do a great job of, of getting you off kilter on the defensive end with the precision of those cuts. And then they have the one-on-one guys that could still do it. So it's it's a different matchup. I think it's a total contrast of styles. Like if you look at the number, 133, Miami wins, it's going over. If Iowa State wins, it's going under. You know, so it's a it's a toss-up game. I lean Iowa State. I just I like what they brought to the table, showing going into Milwaukee and saying, no, this ain't happening. Now, I know Wisconsin has injuries and whatever you want to say, but going in and doing that is a, is a totally different thing. And, uh, and just be, and, and getting LSU to just play a ridiculously terrible game. Yeah. Like, like, like we, we, we talked about it last week. How this I, I kind of joked about this being the Candace or Chaos region because of all the factors you had in there with week two, three, four, five seeds, six seeds, and, and it, it played out that way, that LSU without – Without waiting, something you thought maybe it could work out as a positive, but I mean they they were terrible. I mean, I, I don't know how people watch that team. This, this, this the you know, you're on the sideline. We're going to walk in technical foul like that. Wound up costing them. The points cost them. Mm-hmm. I mean, a couple of the huge threes that Iowa State knocked down late. A couple of the huge threes that they knocked down against Wisconsin. Yeah, I can't play the game just because of my. Rooting interest here. Obviously, I would love my alma mater to get to the lead eight. But if I, that being said, if I had no rooting interest or alumnus interest, I would probably lean towards Iowa State here with you as well. Uh, I'm, I'm curious as, as in the role of a favorite now how Miami comes out after dominating Auburn, uh, getting the win against USC against an Iowa State team. What what, a, what an unbelievable job, by the way. How bad were they last year? And here they are on the Sweet 16. Oh, incredible. With, with, like a totally different team. With, with a legit opportunity to, to, to win uh, and, and get to the Elite Eight and, and take on potentially Kansas. And, and that would, you talk about the pucker factor. Goodness. Yeah. 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 For sure. I That's going to be a crazy, crazy Iowa State home game, too. Now they get a little reverse of fortunes yeah. in Chicago. So uh, that'll be late Friday night. And uh, we'll see what the. Elite eight matchups are. I am going to be in New Orleans for the final four. Very good. Yep. Well, we're coming to your city. Uh, 
Good for you. Got some things cooking down there, so we, we will do that. You going to Augusta the week after that? You just going right from New Orleans to Augusta? I wish, but that's a no. That's a, t- that's a tight list. I know it is. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. I've been kicked off the travel squad, too. Don't worry. <sighs> Very good. Uh, anything else before we go? What else is going on? Louisiana Derby this week. I got to take a look and see what's uh, what's going on. We've seen thing. Max Scherzer in a Mets jersey. I have not. Just doesn't look right, right? Really weird. Really weird. I hope he bounces. I hope what we saw from him last couple starts and postseason isn't a uh, isn't foreshadowing to, to well, this. Well, you know what uniform he's wearing now. So <laughs> if it's good or bad, you know it's going to be bad. My my my, my buddy, uh, and I'm going to my buddy, and I'm going to give him my buddy Ted Ganji, who used to work at ESPN Radio, yeah, and now runs uh, CollegePressBox.com for for college football and. And, and does a lot. He is a diehard, longtime Mets fan, and he actually came up with a uh, with a list. And he just uh, he he, call, he just t- has it's SWTM, and it's called "Sucked with the Mets." And it's just a list of every guy who has been a big name acquisition uh, and has sucked with the Mets. Uh, I, I can see Max Scherzer is a uh, mm. maybe minus one ten to being a uh, a suck with the Mets edition. Well, if Ted's listening, I got one name already ready for you. Starling Marte can't take BP for a month. So <laughs> we're off and running. We're off and running. Those Pirates outfielders that come to the Mets, they're great. Jason Bay, he was terrific. Uh, all right. Well, I want to be positive. It's March. It's a great time of year. I don't want to talk about it the is Mets a great yet. Time of year. Push off. We'll push that back. Uh, we got spring ball going around the country. Yep. Hopefully those uh, numbers so, will be. We'll see what type. What are, what are we there around, around uh, Memorial Day? I think is when. Oh, it's when, sooner when, than when, that. When, I, so I sooner mean, than that. When total. There's going to be a majority of schools. I want to say are going to be done with spring ball in the next week or two. So. Yeah, maybe around the. You'll see some numbers we'll flying around. Hopefully. Yeah, let's we'll get an early an early look at some of those and see. Yeah, start looking at that schedule too. Figure out where the first couple stops are going to be for the oh, show. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a no brainer. City. Horseshoe on nine three, okay, and then Austin on nine ten. Oh, that's in Austin. Okay, yeah, might have to go to that. I mean, I, I, I'm not. The How's the bear guy. doing in Texas in August? <laughs> three shirt day. I might have to. I might have to hit our hit our banks up for a couple of extra. Yeah, extra polos to uh to throw on. Logo free. Ooh. It'll be it'll be warm. That's it'll for sure. Real warm. It'll All be right. real warm. Uh, good get, luck. Get that AC cranked up. You see what what happened this year in in Ruman, our, our state, Mike Ruman, our stage manager, and they were they finally figured out the best way to do it. What what they do now is they take. I finally have an AC vent. What they do is they take it and they wrap it around and like attach it to the back of my chair. So it's literally like blowing up my back, and and that and that's perfect. Did you know? Ultimate game changer right there for the bear versus southern humidity in September. <laughs> Very good. Good luck with the games. Any questions? Tweet at us at Chris Felica at Stanford Steve eighty two. That'll do it. Bear, take us away. Less you bet, more you lose when you win. 
You can listen to follow the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. And check out the Bear on College Game Day on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. <laughs> 